the Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Ready. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network, and today we've got our NFL player projections for Super Wild Card Weekend. We're going to run through our top five players at each skill position, discuss players who are especially high and low on for this uh, opening round of the NFL playoffs, and uh, of course, we'll throw out some player props as well. Joining me, as always, one of the most accurate rankers, the most accurate ranker uh, in the game this year. So congratulations, thank you. Sean. Uh, Sean Kerner, the ads maker. What's going on, Sean? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, happy playoffs. Uh, I'm really looking forward to sweating all these games with you in New York and potentially with people listening to us right now. Yeah. So I should mention before we jump in, uh, we have... Uh, a fun announcement, Sean and I, uh, as well as the rest of uh, all your favorite action experts, are going to be heading to the East Coast this weekend for a Super Wild Card Weekend. So uh, we're going to be hanging out. Uh, we're throwing a Wild Card Weekend watch party at the Shepherd and the Knucklehead in Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, you are invited if you're listening to this. Uh, we'll be there. Stucky will be there. Simon, uh, Chad Millman from the Favorites will be there as well. Uh, so... The RSVP is free. Uh, even the drinks are free. Doors open 4 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, uh, both days this weekend. Uh, so for all the details and how to RSVP, be sure to check out the link in the episode description. Uh, and be sure to ch- uh, check it out fast because we do end up filling up for these things. So uh, do RSVP and, and get ahead of that if you do plan on going. But hope to see you guys there. Yep. And uh, yeah, should be should be exciting. But uh, let's uh, let's get through this these projections first. The important stuff, uh, Sean. It's uh, obviously abbrevi- abbreviated, um, mm-hmm. you know, slates here. But uh, let's still do a little top five. Who you got for this week? Yeah, so I got uh, Dak, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jared Goff. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I got, uh, yeah, Dak, Josh Allen, Hurts, Mahomes, Goff. So, yeah, pretty nice. much standard top five. <laughs> pretty straightforward. Right. Uh, who are you high on this week? Well, he just missed my top five, but I am high on Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's my QB6, but I just think he has a ton of upside this week. Against his former team and the Detroit Lions, uh, was able to sit out week 18, got to rest up for the playoffs. So he's going to be, you know, super healthy, ready to go. Um, and he was playing just at a very high level uh, in the second half of the season. Uh, one of the best stretches of his career, in my opinion. Um, finished the season with, you know, back-to-back 300-plus yard uh, passing games. He has, you know, one of the best rookie wide receivers we've ever seen in Puka Nakua. Uh, so very excited about this Rams team heading into the playoffs. And, you know, the Lions uh, defense has been pretty shaky lately. Uh, you know, they ended the season allowing three straight games of 340 or more passing yards. Uh, two of those games to Nick Mullins, of course. Um, so he has a ton of upside here. And this is the first time he's going to be heading back to Detroit 
since he did leave the Lions to go play for the Rams. So it's like the ultimate revenge game spot, playoff game. Can't wait to watch this game. Yeah, it should be a good one. The Rams are, I mean, it's kind of impressive how they're they're here. I mean, we thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in football, <laughs> at least at, a, at, at one yeah, time. Well, was their win total like five and a half this year or something like really low, was, six and a it, half? It started at seven and a half, and I'm mad I didn't get on. I, I'm, I'm happy I didn't get on it because I probably would have <laughs> gone under. And then it right. went down to six and a half. And then, but um, yeah, they, they smashed through that. And, uh, you know, Sean McVay showing yeah. people what he does. Um yeah, I am. I'm high on Joe Flacco. Uh, I mean, he going against Houston. I think a couple of things. Number one, this is a road matchup for Cleveland, and Houston is a pass funnel defense, second mm-hmm. in DVOA against a run, twenty third against a pass. Obviously, didn't get tested much with Gardner Minshew uh, a week ago, but I think it could get ugly for Houston's pass defense with a guy like Flacco who's averaging 323 passing yards per game in his five starts, 2.6 touchdowns. So uh, I like Flacco to put up numbers. He might turn the ball over, kind of like Nick Mullins. He might turn the ball over, but uh, should put up decent uh, passing numbers nonetheless. Yeah, and those turnovers kind of lead to him throwing more, right? So, yeah, <laughs> you lose they... a possession, if they get a, especially <laughs> if they get a, a, a pick six. But, yeah, you lose right. field position and uh, get the ball back faster. So, yeah. Uh, what about who are you, Loa? Uh, I'm low on Tua this week. Uh, he's my QB 11, actually. Uh, you know, they're heading to Kansas City. Um, there there could be some, you know, really cold temps there, potential wins like in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. So not ideal for a warm weather team uh, or an explosive passing offense like the Dolphins. Um, so I think they might lean on the run a bit more. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are more of a run funnel defense. They rank fifth in DVOA against the pass. 27th against the run so assuming the Dolphins get Raheem Mostert back this week I could see them just leaning on Mostert and Achan a little bit more here um and you know Tua just doesn't he has pretty much zero rushing upside so it's tougher for him to overcome spots like this as a result so uh there's a ton of good quarterbacks on the slate so that's why he's you know QB 11 on a 12 QB slate just just based on the matchup the weather uh and everything but uh, I'm pretty low on Tua this week yeah, same for me. Um, the only thing I'll add is, do you think that kind of lowers the floor for Mahomes a little bit too? Because that's the one guy I think in the top five that I'm kind of worried about. Yeah. He hasn't really been that productive. And if if two is not, and the Dolphins aren't putting up a bunch of points, uh, Mahomes probably isn't doing like going for like 300 and three touchdowns either, right? No, exactly. And we'll get to that in the running back section. But I think this is a great spot to invest in Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a main reason too. But yeah, it's, I don't like having Mahomes in my top five, but uh, he's he's barely there. The one thing I will say with Mahomes is we've seen it in the past where he, he, he's he been leaning on his rushing upside a lot this year, but especially in the playoffs. I feel like yeah. we always talk about it. We have to raise his rushing projection by like 10 yards once we get to the postseason because he just leans on his legs more. So I think that's how he kind of sustains, you know, top five status is his rushing upside. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Uh, what do you got for the prop? Um, let's see. Uh, let's go with Josh Allen's passing yards. (laughs) This is a game where we could see a ton of snow. Um, you and I have both been talking about just the bills being an extreme run heavy team now. Uh, so just curious where, I don't think any books are offering props for this yet because of the, the weather and everything. So curious where you have it, but, um, I'm setting it at, uh, two seventeen and a half. Ooh, that's that's good. That's low. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, that's I mean that's I mean until that game against Miami, he had been 
Oof. Yeah, um, you, and you got me last week with the Baker one at two fifteen. I, uh, yeah. I didn't want to do it, but I took the over, and of course he finished uh, like one thirty or something. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's just Carolina. That's just yeah. Like, they, they haven't scored in in the last two weeks of the seasons. That's what happens. Uh, all right, let's see. Josh Allen against Pittsburgh. TJ Watt's been ruled I, out. Yeah. Ooh. Um. I'm gonna go. I'll go over. Um, okay. It's yeah. It's like it's tough to you know. They're definitely throwing less, um, but I think Pittsburgh, especially if Watt is out, they could be vulnerable to some explosives. Um, but yeah, it's, that's a good line because if, if Buffalo does get a weed, I could see them just kind of sitting on the ball and, and this could go under. But it's also Josh Allen playoff time. He's yeah. got to make a few just crazy throws. Diggs <laughs> Diggs has to you know remind people that he's still here. So yeah, I'll, I'll go over, but that's a good line. Yeah, I was I was gonna go with who will have more rushing yards, Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, uh, and just <laughs> setting it up as a pick 'em. Then I realized I can't do that. I, it's it's gonna be Josh Allen. So uh, just he's been running the ball a ton. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, it, that's that's because like they're, they're doing more design runs, and then yeah, he's scrambling <laughs> when uh, when there's nobody open. All right, uh, let's see, running back, who you got top five? Yeah, running back, uh, Kyron Williams, number one. Uh, then Rashad White, Tony Pollard, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, and Aaron Jones. Uh, got uh, Kyron, Rashad White, Pollard, Pacheco, and uh, Gibbs. Nice, nice. Who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Isaiah Pacheco. Um, you know, I already mentioned the Chiefs will probably lean on Pacheco heavily here. I mean, he should absolutely dominate the early down work. Uh, he's been that kind of back all year. But with, you know, Jerick McKinnon on IR, uh, he's also being used much more in the passing game as well. Uh, he averaged five and a half receptions in the two games without McKinnon. Um, and have to imagine it's a playoff game. So they're, they're going to play Pacheco as much as humanly possible. Uh, plus, Miami's dealing with just a ton of injuries on defense. You know, they lost, you know, Bradley Chuff for the season a couple weeks ago. But last week, they lost both Jerome Baker and Andrew Van Geekel, they've already been ruled out this week. So that those are two starting linebackers they're, they're going to be without. Uh, should make the matchup even easier for Pacheco. Um, so, you know, with the Chiefs offense just struggling this year, I think this is a week where they could just lean on Pacheco and their defense and walk away with a victory. So uh, I love Pacheco's upside in both, like, the rushing and receiving markets this week. Yeah, Pacheco, I mean, they they have no choice at this point. And yeah. McKinnon, we finally get to see what this playoff offense looks like without McKinnon because he's always <laughs> been – like he's always popped up around playoff time and, yeah. and kind of screwed up what whatever you thought the, the usage was going to be. <laughs> yeah, they, they have, like, leaned into Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, a bit over these past few weeks, but I think with the playoffs, they, they prefer to just, again, use Pacheco as much as possible. But I think, you know, CEH will definitely mix in a bit, but not as much as McKinnon did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they still got uh, who's the third? P Ryan, right? They still got. Yeah, they yeah. have been very cautious of giving their third string back any work. Yeah, uh, the past, so I can't imagine that changing. I, last week he saw a ton of work because it was week eighteen. Yeah. But they they've been just sticking with two back committee so far. Uh, for me, it's uh, James Cook. I think Buffalo. You know, they've kind of shown with this run heavy approach that Cook has been uh, kind of a centerpiece for them. It should be a, a game when they have positive game script against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And even though you do have guys like Fournette mixing in, Cook's still averaging just under 17 carries uh, a game under the uh, under Joe Brady and the new 
offensive coordinator. So if there's ever a game for Cook to have a huge workload again, I think it's it's this kind of game. So uh, like Cook here, who's, you know, most spots, you know, he's ranked seventh or eighth in terms of uh, running backs this week. But uh, I think he could easily have a top five and even finishes the number one running back uh, this week, just based on uh, how run heavy Buffalo has gotten at times. Yep. Uh, who are you low on? Um, David Montgomery. Uh, he's like my RB 12 against the Rams. And we kind of hit the nail on the head on how the Lions had used his backfield this year. I mean, he was a great play in fantasy. I know you, you had, you know, the most touchdown bet uh, that was looking like it had a good shot, but unfortunately got hurt. But um since week 14, things have changed a bit. Uh, you know, they're, they're splitting time between Montgomery and Gibbs on early downs. Um, you know, Montgomery only has a slight edge in terms of rush attempts, 47% to Gibbs is 46%. Uh, so this has become more of a split backfield on early downs. Meanwhile, you know, Gibbs continues to dominate the passing down work. Um, but I think the the thing that I noticed is they're really splitting the goal line work too. Um, mm-hmm. you know, inside the five since week 14, Montgomery has seven rush attempts and Gibbs has six. Uh, so that's really cut into Montgomery's touchdown upside, which is all he's been banking on, uh, lately. And, you know, now the lines are getting cute and throwing touchdowns to offensive linemen every game now. So that, that is also <laughs> hurting Montgomery's upside. So I think just with the lions, maybe limiting Gibbs earlier in the season, cause he's a rookie, he's not like a bigger back. Now that we're in the playoffs, I think they're going to just unleash Gibbs and probably use him more than we've seen uh, when got Montgomery's healthy this year. So he's just a touchdown dependent back who all isn't really seeing that work right now. So I'd be very careful with Montgomery and maybe DFS formats or like player props. Um, so Montgomery is a guy that's kind of sinking in my rankings this week as a result. Yeah. He'll probably need a touchdown uh, to pay off his, his value. Uh, another guy kind of similar uh, Najee Harris, I think, He's a guy who, you know, he's popped the last few games and a lot of hype around him. He's put up good numbers. But if Pittsburgh, remember, Pittsburgh's on a three-game winning streak. If they get into negative game script against Buffalo, Najee Harris's numbers are going to look nothing like they've looked over the past few weeks because he's playing under 40% of the pass snaps. So if, you know, Buffalo gets a lead here, I think you're going to see a lot more Jalen Warren and Najee's it's going to be a struggle for him you probably won't get as many uh goal line opportunities or anything like that so Najee's box score could go from you know 100 yards and a touchdown and 20 plus carries to uh you know eight nine ten carries no scores and uh maybe only a reception or two so I think Najee's a guy who's uh the floor is low for him this week yeah I'm with you on him but he he's like looks so good the, the past few weeks he's starting to like slowly turn into Derrick Henry uh, yeah. if you've been watching it we're like he is just out there just bowling people and then very limited in the passing game now which is kind of a new thing for Najee so I agree if if this game gets out of hand I mean they're what 10 point underdogs now that doesn't set up to be a Najee game script that it could be more of a Warren game getting like dump offs so while Najee has looked good this is a spot where yeah he his floor is much lower and he's more likely to hit it so he's kind of a tricky projection but I'm with you uh just being a little bit lower on this week all right let's see for the prop Go Aaron Jones rushing yards because he's been, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's been on fire. Yeah, you could, I guess you could get Dylan back for this one, but that doesn't, probably won't matter. So let's set his rushing line, yardage line at, let's go 64, 64 and a half. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, 
I have it 66. Uh, I'm projecting Dylan to be back. So let me go at the over just in case Dylan doesn't play. I think his ceiling's okay. a bit higher here. But yeah, I, I got burnt. I took uh, under 16 and a half rush attempts for him last week. Got absolutely waxed. Um, I knew that was in danger when I, I think it was like the third drive and Patrick Taylor had only played like two snaps. Um, <laughs> so they're clearly just all in. Like the, it's playoff time. They want to lean on Aaron Jones as much as possible. Um, so it, the only problem is it is a tougher matchup at Dallas. That's really the the downside here. But I mean, I knew right away I lost that bet. So uh, I'm not going to make the same mistake here again. I'm going to go over. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's really the threat is is the the game yeah. because the last three games he's had 20 plus. They've won all three and they were up. Uh, you know, in most of those games, I know the Carolina Carolina came back on them, but they were up two scores in that game as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the only worry with him. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's go to wide receiver. Who you got in the top five? Uh, I got CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, Puka Nakua. And then it's close, but uh, the, the tie goes to Nico Collins at number five. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got Lamb, Hill, Amon Ra, Puka, and uh, got Mike Evans still there. But uh, yeah, Nico, oh, I mean, he's nice. got a good, uh, he's got a good, uh, good case. For... I, well, I had I have Cooper right there, and yeah, I have Mike Evans right there too. But um, you know, Cooper just had that historic game against the uh, Texans, yeah. so he's hard to he's hard to leave out of the top five. But it's such a good week, uh, and you know, Nico can't oh my can't god. move him down. That that That's... first play, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that was kind of the difference in the game if you think about it. Yeah. From then on, they pretty much both sides pretty much played even. Yep. Even Steven. who are you high on? Uh, Demarcus Robinson, he's my wide receiver 14. Um, and I have to admit, you know, when I was making my initial projections, um, sometimes I'm just kind of looking at the usage rates. I, I don't even see the name. I, I thought I I had done Cooper Cup, and I thought <laughs> I was looking at Puka Nakua. And it was Demarcus Robinson, obviously. <laughs> um, and I so I saw I was looking at the last five games, and Demarcus Robinson was averaging 97% routes run rate, 20% target rate in those four games before the Week 18 meaningless game. And I guess he, he probably got pulled out at halftime, so his, his routes run, run rate was 47%, which was pretty much what Puka did. And then I saw that he didn't see a target, and I thought there was like a bug or something. I was like, no, <laughs> Puka, Puka had four catches, so this is an error. And then I saw I was looking at Demarcus Robinson. But it just goes to show, like, he is – the clear number three target in this offense, and they are involving him. Um, and I already mentioned, you know, the Lions' pass defense has been struggling. They allowed three straight games of 340-plus passing yards. So if they overcommit to, you know, Cup and or Nakua, I mean, Demarcus Robinson is sitting right there. He could have a massive game. He's been super consistent, which is weird to say. Just throughout his career, he's been sort of a, you know, wind sprint kind of guy. But in this offense... He fits right in. He's the number three weapon. We've seen this in years past at the Rams, you know, when they had like Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and, you know, Robert Woods or something. So 
I love Demarcus Robinson this week. I'll be looking at his player props. Using him in DFS, he's way too cheap uh, in DFS. So I'm super high on Robinson. And like I said, I got fooled. I thought I was looking at Puka Nakua's underlying stats. Yeah, he's uh, he's just he's t- taking over that number three role because I think it's his run blocking too. So yep. he's not you're not really losing anything going from him to Atwell because he's playing so well at, at receiver. But you're getting uh, you know just a much bigger body and a much better run blocker uh, yeah. in there. Uh, I'm high on a Ram as well. Cooper Cup, he's wide receiver 12 in consensus. I just think people are sleeping on him a little too much too. This Lion uh, pass defense is not good. And <laughs> Cooper Cup, you know, he was he's the only guy. He actually got rested for, you know, Ooh. they didn't even bother to to put him on the field. Like at least Robinson and Nakua played. I know Nakua had the record to go after, but um, Cooper Cup, they kind of put him in, on, in bubble wrap. He's been running around on 100% of the dropbacks. He hasn't been coming out at all uh, in the past game these last few weeks. The only game he came out was when he was hurt. So I expect, you know, 100% routes and against a bad pass defense. So I think Cooper Cup uh, is getting way swept on. For his playoff career, he's averaging over uh, 100 yards per game on seven and a half catches per game. So uh, this is Cooper Cup time in the playoffs. Yep. So high on him. Uh, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on George Pickens. Uh, he's my wide receiver 18. Uh, and it's easy to be low on Pickens after a zero catch game. Uh, it's also dangerous to assume there's any sort of pattern when it comes to Pickens. Right. I mean, uh, he has a wide range of outcomes, let's face it. So he's more than capable of following a dud up with a massive game. But I think the real reason for the dud last week was just the weather. I mean, there was insane rain that entire game. You could barely see what was going on in the field. Uh, you know, the camera lens couldn't even you know, uh, show the game. So it's right. uh, very likely going to be similar inclement weather in Buffalo this week. Like I said, it's going to be freezing cold, very windy, could see some snow. Uh, but I, I'm mainly concerned about the wind where just the Steelers didn't want to be chucking it down the field with Rudolph throwing it to, to pick in. So it seems like similar situation this week where they're going to try to lean on the run game as much as possible, maybe lean on, you know, shorter passing game. Um, so I, I just don't think Pickens is likely to hit, you know, his ceiling here. So uh, a bit lower on Pickens this week. Yeah, I got a similar guy, Gabe Davis. Um, you know, he's already dealing with that knee issue, but just a, a really kind of up and down season for him. And you mentioned it. This is cold weather game. Could favor shorter passes that just except for the fact that this is the playoffs and Gabe always goes off in the playoffs. But I <laughs> yeah. think they could, it might, he might save it for like next, next round. Cause I don't know if you need him to score, you know, right. four touchdowns against the Steelers, <laughs> but he's had 21, 21 or fewer yards in four of his last five games, 35 or fewer yards in nine of 17 games. Uh, eight of those he didn't score in. So um, the floor is just super low. I don't see why they would uh, put a lot in this plate this week. He'd probably be, you know, he'll do the dirty work probably run block a ton but i don't see him heavily involved uh in the receiving game this week so gabe davis for me all right what are you doing for the prop uh amari cooper the (laughs) last time he faced the texans went off for uh how many yards again let's see 250 265 265 265 okay so let's try to project him this week (laughs) um uh i'm gonna set the line at let's just go with 80 and a half Ooh, that's high. Um, 80 and a half. Jeez. Uh, I'll go under that. That's, that is high. Uh, and <laughs> you know, they, they, yeah. they did shut the, they, Pittman was pretty quiet, uh, in that last game. You know, I know Stingley, you know, they have, yeah. they do have Stingley. He should be able to, 
do something. But I just can't. This this has to be one of those games where they just they're like anyone but Amari, right? Like they have to like triple quadruple team this guy in this game. Like I don't know, yeah. I don't know how they don't. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like he's probably he's in the in the uh, running for the number one overall receiver. But yeah, eighty yards is a pretty high. That's a that's like that's like you're getting toward almost uh, Justin Jefferson. Tyreek territory with that, so yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go under, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, well, I'm telling Joe Flacco unlocked like the Mari we've all been waiting for. Uh, it wasn't yeah. he facing Stingley a few weeks ago. I mean, he was. That's what I'm saying. I just <laughs> I I just like I don't know how they let it do it twice. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna it, go under. Yeah, it could be a big Njoku game. Uh, yeah, but I, I do like Njoku. I, I think he had a big game that week too, right? Let's see. Yeah, every it's just Flacco, bro. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's know, right? having a big game under Flacco. I was so, like, like, yeah, like his even when they were winning, uh, Flacco is averaging like what forty three and a half pass attempts. It's just a completely yeah. different offense. So I think some people might be just using season of date metrics. You know, when they had not just Deshaun Watson, but you know DTR or yeah, PJ, Walker. PJ Walker or Jeff Driscoll, whoever the hell they had under center but it's like a completely different pass heavy fast paced offense that you know runs a ton of plays so um yeah th- this is a tough projection to set uh so i i had to set it high i could i couldn't let you get away with like taking it over on like a 75 or something like that yeah no it's it's a fair line <laughs> but yeah i'll go under just 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 because that's i mean that's that's like that's that's kind of played into the recency bias so i got yeah. i got to fade it but i don't feel don't feel great about it but uh okay, let's go to tight end top five. Um Travis Kelsey, David Joku, Jake Ferguson, uh Sam Laporta for now, assuming he does play, uh, and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I got Kelsey Njoku, Ferguson, Goddard, Kincaid, but yeah, uh Laporta's kind of floating around there. Uh he'll, yeah, who knows? he'll be in the probably be in the top five, but I I, I mean that's kind of what happens when you play your starters. <laughs> like I know right? that you don't really need to play your starters. That's a big loss if, if he sits out. So was um, he? Was he? Uh, I don't think it was incentives, obviously. But what was he going for? Like a tight end rookie record or something? He got like it. The, I think it was that tenth touchdown and then the the yard. Mm. So I think he he did get it, but he also got hurt. So yeah, at <laughs> what cost? Yeah, that's a bummer. It it does sound like it's more likely he's. Uh, I thought they they said he's basically out for like multiple weeks, but now they're mm-hmm. hinting that he could be ready. So this is, this is going to be tricky all week, of course. Yeah. I mean, you got, I feel like just from a PR standpoint, you you got to give him like the positive spin because <laughs> it would just suck if like, everyone's like, Oh man, he's meaningless game. You know what I mean? So you got to yeah. just kind of say, yeah, he's playing. And at the last minute, Oh, you know, he tried it in warmups and but, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Even, even Brock Wright's questionable. So what are they going to do? Like, is it possible they could like bring in Zach Ertz for one game? Is that crazy? I don't. You know what i I don't know how the do you does a player doesn't a player have to be on the regular season roster to be on the playoff? I don't know I how the no playoff roster is looking. In, yeah, if, yeah, I would have to double check that. But I mean, I don't. I'm guessing no because no one has really sniffed around at Ertz at all. I feel like he would have been signed by now. So I don't. Right. I don't yeah. know what's they, they, what's up with him. They might they have, do to have do something. Yeah. They have well. They have uh, Anthony Ferkser, I think, on the oh, practice squad. Oh, there we go. Pro- our problem he's, solved. Yeah. He's he's <laughs> he's been up. He's been up a week or one of the. I think at least one of these last two weeks. He didn't play on offense, but yeah, he's, he's been with the team and practicing. So I assume that. Um, I mean, he's a guy, I guess, for you know DFS dart throws things like that. If Laporta misses, it'll be right. James Mitchell. If Wright is out, it'll probably be James Mitchell and Ferkser. Ferkser is actually 
like kind of more like a wide receiver, like almost like a Gasecki type guy. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's somebody to watch. But uh, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll have ourselves. to get they'll have to get creative. Maybe they use more two running back sets, like use Gibbs. Yeah, that's actually probably something. what they would do. Now that I think about, it. I mean, you don't draft you you have two running backs and one of them like can play the slot. So yeah, they probably do that. And they also have their fullback, uh, Kabinda. Oh. So they can, uh, I like, they can. I thought he's toast. I thought he's gone. What happened to him? I think he's gone. Uh, he got like waved and unwaved. Uh, nah, I think he's back. I think he's. I think. Or maybe they'll see. they'll just keep making like Taylor Decker, Graham Glasgow, whichever offensive lineman is eligible, uh, can can <laughs> be the tight end. Yeah, no, Cabinda's uh, back. He's on like he he was elevated oh, okay. last game. He's back on the practice squad. But like they could elevate him again. So yeah, I'm I'm sure between all those guys, yeah, they'll they'll, they'll just okay. it probably just won't be tight end heavy if um if Laporte is out. Who are you higher? Uh, Dallas Goddard. Uh, he's my tight end five against the Buccaneers. Um, really came back strong uh, in week 14, re- returning from his injury. I was surprised, you know, how effective he was coming back from that injury. But, you know, the last four games, 90% routes run rate, 23% target rate. Uh, you know, with both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith banged up, just may have to lean on him even more. Uh, and this is a game we could see some heavy rain. Uh, granted, this game is like a week from today, so not going to really put too much stock in weather reports. Uh, but if, if there is, you know, heavy rain, something like that, going to result in more throws underneath, which would only benefit someone like Goddard. But either way, uh, rain or shine, like Goddard is set up for a big game here. Um, you know, really could thrive if both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are limited in any way here. Yeah, I mean, nightmare. Nightmare season for the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just brutal. I'm going to go with the tight end on the other side in that game, Cade Otten, just because he's, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> like this is one of those slates and, and one of those weeks where you, you're going to forget about a guy like Otten. And as you should, he hasn't really done much this year, but <laughs> now you're talking about a one game slate and you're talking about a game where Tampa Bay uh, may be trailing, you know, maybe, I mean, who knows? I mean, they might not. It's the Eagles. But uh, either way, <laughs> Philadelphia is bottom five in DVOA against tight end. We know they've had their issues with linebackers all season. And Goddard, um, excuse me, Otten does see over half of his targets uh, when trailing. All four of his touchdowns have come when trailing. And he's running a route uh, pretty much on every single Baker Mayfield drop back. So if you do get into a situation where Tampa Bay is in, you know, must throw mode, uh, he's going to be out there with, you know, three wide, three or four wide receivers. So uh, like Kate Otten is kind of a forgotten cheap yeah. uh, option here who's, you know, no one's really talking about. But uh, especially in DFS, I think he's worth uh, rolling out there. Yeah, 97% routes run rate last week. The third time in the past six weeks. Just absolutely yeah. elite playing time. <laughs> yeah, he's always out there. Now, he doesn't always do much, but he's, he's out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Eagles, they're going to have to scheme. They're going to have to. I mean, you got you to gotta scheme on Evans, so maybe maybe mm-hmm. Cotton gets an extra target or two. But who are you low on? Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's, he's my tight end six. Uh, tough matchup here against the Browns. Uh, came up just short on his incentives last week in a yep. pretty easy matchup or an easier matchup. Uh, but he has a much tougher test this week against the Browns defense that, you know, they use man coverage at the highest rate. Uh, very good against tight ends. Although I will note, you know, with Anthony Walker on IR, it does make the matchup a little bit easier for tight ends. Uh, you know, he posted, what was it, like eight catches against them just a few weeks ago. So not having Walker there does hurt. Uh, but th- this is a tougher spot. And, Especially if both, you know, Robert Woods and Noah Brown return this week, you know, that could eat into Schultz's target share a bit. Um, so this is a spot where I'm a bit lower on Schultz, but 
just given it's a smaller slate, he's still my tight end six, but a little bit lower on him than I was last week. Yeah, he got vultured by Andrew Beck last week. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, for, so for me, yeah, it's I mean, it's not necessarily a guy I'm super low on, but I mm. do want to kind of just talk about him. And you've kind of talked to, hinted at it in the past. Like, what's going on with Kelsey? Like, how confident oh. are we in him as like, <laughs> is he the old Travis Kelsey? Is he like one of the top plays on the slate? Is he just kind of like barely you know, ahead of Njoku, like, what are, what are we, what are we feeling like for Kelsey? Because I mean, this is a career low, uh, 10.6 yards per reception. The yardage per game doesn't look too bad. It's 62. That's kind of in line with his last, you know, um, excuse me. It's, it was 66, which is, it's not, it's like, it's lower than it's been it since phew, like 2015, but you know, it's still, I mean, he's been in the 70s, 79, 70 the last two years. So now it's 66. So yards per game is lower. Yards per catch, uh, career low. Uh, what do we think of Kelsey against Miami? Yeah, it, it's tough. I, I would say to answer your first question, I think, yeah, he's he's barely ahead of Dave Njoku. That's how I'm thinking of him this week. Um, I mean, who knows? Uh, he's getting old. We, we've, we thought the decline would happen at some point. Uh, we, we weren't sure when, maybe. That's what we're witnessing. Maybe, you know, uh, Taylor Swift is a bit of a distraction. You know, he has (laughs) other things he's worrying about. But I just look at his ADOT the past three games is 2.9 yards. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not really seeing targets downfield. There's a lot of it. Let's just put it this way. I think it's just everything hitting at once. Uh, Maybe having the week off will help. He's been complaining that, he, you know, He's always hurt. You know, he's dealing with things. He's been playing Started football a long time. Started the season hurt, too. Started the season hurt. Remember that? I think that first yeah. game, he missed it all outright, if I'm not mistaken, against Detroit, right? Yeah, did he, yeah exactly. He yeah. wasn't able to suit up. Um, so he's just getting that point in his career where it's just harder to recover. So so maybe having the week off to rest will help. It's the playoffs. So he'll bounce back. But right now I have Rasheed Rice projected for more receptions, more yards than Travis Kelsey. So I don't even consider him the number one target in this offense right now. Uh, so yeah, I just think it. He's he's still. I would say he's still the clear top tight end right now. Uh, but the gap is narrowing, and like I said, I think Joku is right there with him this week. And then looking ahead to next year, I think it's be interesting. I think we're seeing all these good young tight ends are going to be moving up. I, I just think the gap is closing. He's still the top tight end, but it, he's not as dominant as he was, you know, the past few seasons. Yeah, and Miami is thirtieth in DVOA against tight ends, so they haven't been good, mm. but. When Kelsey played Miami, three catches on four targets for 14 yards, no no touchdowns. So, <laughs> yeah, it's tough to really hang your hat on anything with Kelsey. Yeah. Last, last 100 yard game came uh, October 22nd against the Chargers. He only had two of those all year. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking at a little like he's not. It's like one of those guys where you know like I'm jamming him in a flex, even if I already have another <laughs> tight end or anything like right. that kind of got to play it a little more straight up but at the same time like it is Kelsey and it is Mahomes so I wouldn't be surprised if you know playoffs start and they're like oh yeah remember us and and yeah. put up a big game at the same time but yeah it's yeah it's, and with with Baker and Van Geekel both out that makes the matchup easier right like someone's gonna have someone else is gonna have to match up with Kelsey uh so I agree I I would be shocked if he has a big game but uh we just have to lower expectations a bit now yeah um all right let's see for the prop let's go with kelsey actually just because that's, that's the funnest one um <laughs> yeah all right receiving yardage i'm gonna go with 
I can't believe you put yourself in this situation. I, just, I mean, I just think it's an interesting <laughs> question. It's, yeah, it's one yeah. that people should want to think about, um, you know, because even even like the other thing with, with Kelsey and guys like this, Mahomes, is like, especially in, in the playoffs, you got to be wary of if you're betting props is like you're going to kind of pay that tax for like the just like the name value of these guys. Yeah. So I, I assume like whatever line I said, I, I'm pretty sure the books are going to probably set it even higher. Um, yeah. So, but let's go 66 and a half. Under. <laughs> I, I have it, you do that. I have it close. I have it 62. Yeah. Um, and I will say books do have this prop up now. Do you want to hear it? Oh. Yeah. What is it? 55 and a half, mm. which I agree. Ooh. They have to set it higher. Like, you know that they're just taking over action on him, especially oh, at that so number. It does seem low. I, I wouldn't oh, say go wow. back the over. But it just it, this is a tough, tough, tough prop this week. And do you remember wow. three years ago when I was holding my nose and saying I was betting the under 106 yep, and a half? Yep, it yep. cleared it by halftime. Um, I might have to – well, this prop's too low. But I, I might have to undo my law of never betting on Kelsey unders because I've been missing yeah. out. <laughs> wow no that i mean 55 and a half that 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 tells you i mean number one the weather is obviously Ooh. a concern but number yeah. two it, it tells you that like where the public sentiment probably is with kelsey is probably I, they probably they might be taking action on unders that's my why they said because i don't see why they would open it so well like i can see it right you know kind of getting there so yeah um, it's, that's yeah Rasheed that's rice is at 62 and a half um that, that seems sounds low i would be more comfortable taking his over if i'm being honest yeah. But it, they have Rice's prop seven yards higher than Kelsey, which might be the first time that's happened. Um, but yeah, it does seem like they're lowering them due to weather. Like I think that's certainly factoring in here. Yeah, I think that's that's what it is. But so you might have had a ton of value. You might get a ton of value here on that sixty-six and a half. We'll see. Uh, but what's good now? Yeah. Um, so that is going to do it for our Super Wild Card. Weekend NFL Player Projections episode of the Action Network Podcast presented by BetMGM. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode out now over on the Fantasy Flex Podcast channel. Of course, uh, my weekly betting preview episode will be out every Thursday with Stucky right here on this channel, as well as our weekly best bets episode. Uh, Don't forget to come hang out with us this weekend again if you're in the new york new jersey area shepherd and the knucklehead uh you know, rsvp information will be uh linked in the episode description actionnetwork.com for all of our nfl fantasy and betting content fantasylabs.com for our dfs tools and models also information about the action network discord server in the episode description as well you can find Sean on x at the underscore maker I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.